1: is a real ghost stories online extra. It's bliss, and it's been a coon age since I've called you, so I thought I would call in. Um, I'm listening to some older episodes of um, EPPs, and they people are talking about the prevalence of hearing um, picking or scratching or tapping to like indicate a paranormal presence. And I thought I would tell you about my first memories of the paranormal because they're tied into that um as i mentioned before i had a fairly paranormal childhood and um, the first time I remember really experiencing something that seemed odd and not quite right I was about five years old and we lived in this really old cabin on this piece of property in the northern backwoods of California in the Redwoods that used to be a hippie commune and it was a commune in the 50s and the 60s and then it was sold to this Christian couple who actually turned it into a Christian commune so like they would have churches and church groups and seminars and families and reunions and all sorts of Christian groups come into the property and stay at all the different houses scattered throughout the property. And my mom was a caretaker of those homes, and we lived on this tiny little cabin on the back part of the property. And it had an attic and an open floor plan below, and um, I had a little bed on the floor with a bunch of stuffed animals. My sister was in the crib, and I remember laying down at night and starting to doze off, and I would hear ticking in the wall. And this is an outside wall with no roof over it, no other rooms or extensions to that portion of the house. So there was like nothing there inside the wall to tick. Uh, the only clock we had in the house was on the stove downstairs, and I would hear this ticking. And at first it started out basic, normal rhythm of your heart ticking. Tick, 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 tick. But the more attention I paid it, so if I rolled over in bed or looked at the wall, the rhythm of the ticking would change. And it would be, you know, like tick, 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 tick. Tick, tick, tick. And this went on for a few days before I told my mom. And my mom was a born-again Christian, and she um, firmly held the belief that um, there are really no benign ghosts or neutral ghosts or benign spirits or repetitive hauntings or residual energy or anything like that. She believed that if you were experiencing something paranormal, it was the presence of the devil and it had to be prayed away. And I certainly believe that in some cases that's the case. You know, there's true evil out there and you really do have to have a solid base of faith to kind of combat that. But as a five-year-old, I just wanted my mom to say, you know, it's an animal on the wall and you're, it's going to be fine. I wanted her to give me some kind of tangible, uh, tangible solution to the issue. And it began to persist for months and it would keep me up at night. And I was already a fairly anxious child at night. I had night terrors and sleeping was hard for me. And this ticking really ramped up all of that anxiety. And after a while, I noticed that the ticking would follow me around the house. So I would be in a different part of the bedroom and I would hear it in the wall next to my head. Or I'd be in the bathroom downstairs and it would be in the floorboards. I'd be in the kitchen and it would be overhead. And that, you know, I didn't know how to articulate that to my mother. I kind of assumed she already knew because moms know everything. Uh, And this went on for a few for a couple years. Um, this cabin was fairly old. As I said, I don't really know the history of it beyond that it was built in the 1950s. So it's not as old as some houses I've been in. Um, but this thing felt very personalized to me. My mom didn't really experience the ticking, and I couldn't really tell friends, hey, do you hear this strange ticking around me? Because I didn't have a lot of friends. We lived very isolated on that piece of property, and we had our church group, and we saw them once or twice a week in town, but that was like a 30-minute drive. Otherwise, um, my mom homeschooled us, and we lived quite isolated. So this went on for a couple of years. Until I was about seven years old, and I started getting, um, I started noticing that the ticking became scratching in the walls, and then the scratching became growling, and that my mom did hear. And it freaked her out, and I could tell that it really scared her. And her solution was to pray. It was to pray really hard, to put my faith in God, that He would protect me, His worrying angels would keep us safe, and that I just needed to pray hard. And if it kept persisting, I wasn't praying hard enough. I didn't have enough faith, which is a crazy thing for a seven-year-old to hear. You know, I just wanted to feel safe. I wanted to be. Excuse me. I wanted to be able to sleep at night, and. You know, my mom's attempts at comfort didn't really do much for me. Um, And she, I felt like at that point, she wasn't really taking it super seriously. Um, It wasn't until I started getting pushed down the stairs that she began to worry. And that pretty much coincided with me waking up with scratches on my body. I would wake up with these long, deep, jagged scratches on my body. And I have very short nails. I always have. They don't grow for anything. And my mom basically knew at that point it wasn't me doing it because I'd have scratches between my shoulder blades and they would be deep in sets of three and they would be feverish and puckered and they wouldn't heal like other scratches do. I lived out in the woods as a very active child and you know, it wasn't uncommon for me to come home with brand You know, brambles in my hair and scratches on my face and leaves and all over the place, you know, because I was a wild child. But this was different. And just about the time I started waking up with the scratches, I started being thrown down the stairs. So this house had two levels and an L shaped staircase without railings on it and a little landing between the two levels. And um, I was a clumsy child, but my mom witnessed finally me being pushed down the stairs. And the first time I remember my mom seeing it, I was on the second portion of the landing, which is a tiny square, um, basically where the stairs turned to make the L. And I was standing there, and I was physically thrown down that flight of stairs. The, the extent of the pressure on my body actually flew me across the living room. And my mom, I just remember the shock on her face. And she picked me up and I was crying and I was hurt and she picked me up and I remember her not saying much. Just, hey, are you okay? Nothing's broken. You're probably going to be bruised. Here you go. Have a piece of chocolate. It's going to be fine. And that didn't do much because it kept happening and it got more and more violent. I remember the sensation of somebody grabbing my ankles between the stairs and tripping me. I remember once being thrown all the way from the very top portion of the stairs in the attic to the landing and then being you know, crumpling on the landing and then being physically rolled from the landing down the rest of the stairs. And it was at that point that my mom thought maybe something was seriously wrong. Now, my mom dabbled a lot in the paranormal um, as a child, especially in her 20s. And she believed um, when she became a Christian that she finally gained some protection against a very malevolent entity that had followed her for. 10 or more years of her life since her own childhood. And she felt like because she was a Christian and because her children were raised as Christians and we were baptized, that we were protected. Um, And she didn't like to think about the idea that maybe something that had unattached from her had found a new attachment in me. And I was about seven and a half at this point. And I remember all of this really coming to a head when one night I was starting to feel kind of sick And before I know it, I'm like passed out on the floor. And when I come to, my memories at this point are fairly hazy, but my mom's on the phone and she's saying to somebody, you know, she's got a terrible fever and it won't go down and she's twitching and her eyes are rolling in the back of her head and I don't know what to do. Later, I came to find out that my mom was actually on the phone with the preacher's wife and, um, the preacher himself was getting a phone tree, a prayer chain phone tree activated with the church elders for me. And I remember this cacophony of voices overhead. It was like the air around me and my mom was just filled full of voices and they were arguing back and forth. And, you know, there was this sonorous sound of chanting or prayers, but at this Point in my life, I still don't know if like that, like that chanting sound was good or bad, but I remember this went on for a while, and I remember like looking around, but everything being edged in in like kind of darkness, like I couldn't see properly, and my mom was probably on the phone for a good hour. That's what she tells me. She like we prayed for an hour, active prayers, a protection, and. You know, fighting against the devil, and she's like, finally, it seemed to let you go, whatever it was and she said you know i I really wondered if I should have taken you to a doctor because you had a fever of a, like four hundred and four points something she said, you know, and she's like i I really wondered how quick I could get you into town because where we lived, it was like a good twenty minute drive to anywhere. you know we were really isolated, and I remember waking up and feeling." yucky just you know drained the way that you do when you're exhausted and you have a high fever but also free like suddenly my skin was my own again and I hadn't realized that I hadn't felt myself for a very long time and the tax whatever they were stopped after that for a while um, for a couple of years at least and the ticking went away and the scratches went away and me being pushed down the stairs went away and the bruises went away and the growls went away and that was my first real experience of the paranormal from about the age of four and a half to seven and a half so it's so interesting the way that the paranormal is often you know um, signaled by that sound that ticking sound that tapping sound And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's not always something evil. Maybe it is like a benign spirit, a neutral spirit, you know, a residual haunting. I don't know, because I haven't really heard that since. I'm happy to say as an adult, I don't hear it now. And I would be fairly alarmed if I did, because for me, it signals something pretty bad. But I'm really curious to hear from other listeners. If that's the case for them, if they heard that tippy, ticking, tapping sound, and it didn't end up being bad, it just ended up being like your everyday haunting. If you want access to more Real Ghost Stories, become a premium subscriber to Real Ghost Stories Online. Sign up now through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. Not on Apple? Go to patreon.com slash realghoststories or
0: ghostpodcast.com.